Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everybody, and welcome to an impromptu, in-real-life version of The Shit Show. As always, I'm joined by Squish. Oh, do you hear that whistle? Squish. I'm the guy, family guy, Herbert the Burbit. Hey, Chris. No, why do I feel like I've done that on the podcast before? 15 seconds in and you're already into family guy references. I know. I can't help it. I just get real... mm, and quirky on the pod. As soon as I'm put in front of the mic, I'm just born to perform. <laughs> She's had three coffees this morning. This is... True. Oh, no, only two. Oh, no. no oh, hyperbole for the story, <laughs> <laughs> Um. So, for anyone that doesn't know, which, why would you? Nick has been on... You've been on a bit of a roadie this week, haven't you? Yeah, a bit of a, bit of a road trip around the North Island of New Zealand. Didn't even tell his sister slash co-worker for this podcast. Um, didn't even bring his podcast mic, to which I was like, Nick, this is actually a job, man. We can't just not do it for a week. So we decided, Nick rocked up to Cambridge, rung me yesterday, and then we decided that I would wake up early and drive here and we could do it in person. I know, how good. Honestly, a great decision, even though, well, I was going to say, even though it's fucking hot and humid here, but to be honest, Auckland is worse. So, yeah. So we're going to be equally as sweaty as usual. (laughs) Now, Nick, we've kind of struggled finding stories for this week. eh? There hasn't been that one big overarching news event. Yeah, it's been odd. It's just been one of those weeks, I guess. Yeah, I, I and it's not the worst thing. We can just do a quick wrap-up of the world and uh, be done with it and go and turn the air conditioning back on. First of all, what was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week? Yeah, so it's the Kenyan elections this year. Oh, random. Okay, this is already starting really random. <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah. Kenya. Giraffes. Yeah, the lines are running for president. <laughs> Madagascar vibes. <laughs> No, this has um, already been chaotic. Go no, on. So it's the Kenyan elections, and the Communist Party of Kenya have kicked off their campaign um, with a music video. Okay. It's a great video, you know, shot in the typical uh, music video fashion, except they're all wearing, like, shirts with hammers and sickles on them, you know, like, yeah. real communist vibes. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it or heard it, which you probably haven't, I'll play a little bit for you now. Okay, so I thought it was going to be sort of like a cringe, like, I don't know, sort of really melodic song. I didn't realise it was going to sort of go kind of hard. No, it's like a, it's a pretty decent, like, rap song. I know, I'd love to read the lyrics. Wow, exactly. Oh, have you got some? What sort of a podcast host would I be if I didn't? So the lyrics are... For that little bit of the song. The others lied a lot, never did their jobs. We eat bones while they eat the meat. They're pot-bellied because of the money they robbed us. The youth is supporting Booker. He understands our issues. 22 will vote for him. He can't run from our problems. Don't worry, we'll have jobs. Okay, so it kind of reminds me of Chocolate Rain. You know how we so- it sort of was a bit of a comedic song, but had a, quite a deep underlying message? Exactly. Maybe Chocolate Rain walked so that... Uh, what's this song called? I don't know what the song is called, actually. So that the Kenyan communist song could run. <laughs> could run, yeah. Well, that is a weird thing that you saw on the internet this week, hmm. Nick. My one, least weird, but pretty cute. So, spoiler alert, um, I'm actually doing a section uh, in a few minutes, probably, on the Olympics. 
But while I was doing my research for that, I came across Bing Dwen Dwen. Bing Dwen Dwen is the mascot for the Olympics this year, the Beijing Winter Olympics. And it's actually so fucking cute. So it's like this big panda with quite, with like a hard outer shell. I mean, we've all got one of them, really. <laughs> and he's soft on the inside. Soft on the inside. you just got to break through. Um, it's called Bing Dwen Dwen, as I've mentioned. Huge panda. So cute. Causing a massive frenzy over in Beijing, though. Like, I've seen so many fan arts fan art so much fan art drawn of Bing Dwen Dwen and like people I saw a video of people queuing for over a kilometer to go and buy little souvenirs of it also people queued for the whole night to buy a Bing Dwen Dwen souvenir it's like a Yeezy yeah it's like, it is it's like Yeezy it's like sneakers and scalpers are like buying them and selling them for heaps of money it's just like a frenzy. Nick, I reckon this is something you should, like a photo, you should put a photo of Bing Dwen Dwen on the um, shit show Instagram. Because he's cute. I will. But yeah, that was my weirdest thing. Is Bing Dwen Dwen a robot? Bing Dwen Dwen is not a robot, just a normal mascot. And, and look, I've lied. He's not wrapped in a hard shell. He's fuzzy, but the actual panda is wrapped in ice, but it's fuzzy. Like, the panda is... So it's a fuzzy ice panda. It's a fuzzy ice panda, yeah. So thank God. Oh, and it sort of looks like an astronaut suit, if you can picture the ice looking like an astronaut suit. I think we better just find a photo and pop them up on oh the Instagram. Oh my God, Bing Dwen Dwen, you're so cute. Anyway, now, Bing Dwen Dwen is a panda, which is an animal, and you are known for bringing weird animal epa chat <laughs> to the podcast. Uh, is, that, is that included in any of your news stories this week? Lucy, how did you know? Oh, I don't know. Just um, twin twin tuition. <laughs> We're not even twins. We're not even twins. Anyway, animal news story. Yes. New York deer infected with Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Nick. So Omicron continues to find new ways to surprise us. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And the latest carriers of the virus are some white-tailed deer found in Staten Island. This marks the first time Omicron has been found in wild animals. Remember in Hong Kong when they killed all the hamsters because they thought they were infected by COVID-19? That was crazy. Was that Omicron? I guess I they know. weren't wild no, animals. No, because they were in the pet stores. Yeah, so I'm trying to like... The um, New York Times wouldn't lie to me. Well, that's the thing, but I'm like fact-checking them. But let's just say that the hamsters weren't wild and the New York Times is still right because we just believe everything the media says. Go off, King. Anyway... Um, so the research suggests that the deer are catching it from humans, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird. Like, how are the deer getting that close to the humans? And oh, anyway, I reckon the New York Times needs to do a bit of a follow up on what all... the hell is happening between the humans and the deer in New York. So yeah, they're catching it from catching it from humans and spreading amongst themselves. But researchers don't think that the deer are spreading it to humans just yet. So although the risk to humans at the moment is very low. The researchers are worried that through time that the virus will mutate, like we found that it's mutating in the human population. Yes. Um, and create a variant, variant that is dangerous to humans. That's actually true. I didn't even think about that being a threat. Like, because we've, I mean, we've spoken about it before when Omicron was first found that humans, if you have the virus in you for a long time, you create mutations inside your body. Of course, it would probably be the same for animals. Mm. Scary. So Vivek Kapoor, uh, veterinarian microbiologist from uh, Penn State University 
said the circulation of the virus in deer provides opportunities for it to adapt and evolve, and it's likely to come back and haunt us in the future. Oh, God. So that's not good news. Positive. Optimist. Mm. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, it's um something to keep your no idea. No idea. Keep no really, idea mm, on. I don't Fuck, think like, you've got no idea what you're talking no, about. No, but like keep your eye on. No idea. There was like a connection in my brain and it didn't come through to my lips to the mic. I'm a good podcast host, eh? Hmm. I do keep it like <laughs> random. Anyway, so earlier you mentioned that you're going to talk a little bit about the Olympics. Yes. Now, full disclosure, as usual... I actually haven't been keeping up with the Olympics, but I have been... Obviously, I read the news every day, so there's been some things I haven't been able to avoid. Now, first of all, I think we need to do a shout-out to Zoe sadowski Sinnott for becoming New Zealand's first Winter Olympic gold medalist. How awesome was that? It's actually fucking sick. So she won her gold for snowboarding in the women's slope-style event. Um, but her dad actually stole the show. So the first two headlines I saw about Zoe when I was researching for this was Winter Olympics 2022, dad's potty-mouthed response to daughter winning New Zealand's first ever gold, winning New Zealand's first ever gold, and Winter Olympics, Zoe sadowski Senate, the chilled-out middle child who always dodged the dishes. So, like... <laughs> Neither of them were really about her successes. But anyway, back to her dad. He really did st- steal the show. And we're going to put a little clip in here about what he said. How proud are you right now? You- your daughter's just become the first Kiwi to win a winter gold ever. I'm pretty fucking excited, to be honest. And uh, I'm really happy to see that... Uh... I'm all for normalising swearing in the media industry, obviously. And I can get it as well. Like He must have been so excited. Oh my god, and you'd just be written off. You'd just be written off. No wonder you're dropping F-bombs left, right and centre. But it's so Kiwi as well. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so Kiwi. <laughs> um, the next update I have is that Peng Shui, the uh, missing Chinese tennis star, who now is no longer really missing, but still really compromised, and no one really knows what's going on with her, she showed up at the Olympics. So I actually wrote in the newsletter a few days ago that she did a new interview with France's, with a newspaper in France, which was conducted in a highly controlled like area under highly controlled circumstances, which means she was probably under duress from the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party for anyone. I hate acronyms. I don't know why I led with an acronym there. I'm very sorry. Anyway, she said that there has been a huge misunderstanding over the initial post that she made on Weibo where she... Um, accused uh, someone quite high up in the Chinese Communist Party of sexually assaulting her. So now, and then she deleted that post. She disappeared from the world, from the internet, from everywhere. I don't know if she deleted the post, actually. Like, it got deleted. And now she's on the record saying, I would like to know why such concern. I never said anyone sexually assaulted me. But, like, just as a refresher, she actually said, um, you something along the lines of, in a loose translation of, you took me to your house and forced me to have sex with you, or you took me to your house and pressured me into having sexual relations with you. So, like, she followed this up by saying she's living a normal life and that she's thinking about retiring from professional tennis. But, like, none of this sits well with literally anyone. It does seem quite sus still, doesn't it? Oh, it's just incredibly sus. And, like, no matter how many times we keep seeing her pop up in the media, I hope people don't stop 
being like, this is fucking weird. Um, she also had a meeting with the IOC, the Olympic, the International Olympic Committee in Beijing. But we don't actually know a lot about what was said in that meeting. Like, there was a statement released that basically said they had dinner, but didn't address any of her accusations, like any of her sort of well-being or whereabouts. She has, though, been attending a few events, including curling. Which I know you watched last night. Yeah, we curling. watched the curling highlights last night. Yeah, so she, and she attended some figure skating, and so it's it's a really weird situation where it's like people are boycotting the Olympics and boycotting all these events because of her, but then she is being probably forced to show up at these events to like keep getting eyes on, you know, the events themselves, and it's just like it's just fucked. And I would just love to know the inside scoop on that. A few more random points about the Olympics from someone who hasn't been keeping up with them is I have seen heaps of photos, Nick actually showed me earlier on, about uh, of them like doing all their sort of events, all the snow events, like in really urban or like nuclear looking areas. Nick, it's so fucked, eh? It's, it's kind of like a, a like a beautiful event centre just placed in the middle of like an industrial wasteland. It's, it's very jarring it's to look like at. It's like disgusting to look at. Like it's not nice to look at. Honestly, it's, it's gross and smoggy and I don't know why they've done that. Also, did you know that the 2022 Winter Olympics is the first time in history that the event relies primarily on artificial snow? Hmm. Which, I doesn't, mean... Doesn't seem very wintry to me, but... Yeah, I mean, that's another unique thing. Also, they're using a fuck ton of robots because, like, obviously Beijing is real into, like, modern technology. Um, like, they're also trying to keep COVID-19 at, like, bay, I guess. And so they've got robots and they're doing anything from like delivering gifts to like flipping burgers. Robots are helping with medical care, rubbish collection, hand sanitizer, dispensing. COVID-19 particles can actually be detected in the air by some roving robots, which will then like disinfect the rooms. And in the media area, like in the canteen, a fleet of 120 catering robots is available to serve food 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Holy shit, that's actually pretty cool. I know. It's actually, yeah, robots are taking over Beijing and kind of good for COVID-19. They're taking our jobs. Yeah, they're taking our jobs. The singularity's coming. Anyway, Nick, your next story is probably to do with space because you know that I really love talking about space and I understand it fully. No sarcasm at all detected there, but no. yes, it is a little bit of it. Could I be any less sarcastic? Chandler Bing. Do you get that? Is that from Friends? Yeah. Not really. Other people will. <laughs> Other people will, and that's more important. Yo, you guys will. You, you got my back, everyone. Lucy, have you ever seen one of those um, Starlink trains going through the sky? Yes, the first time I saw it, I was like, what the heck? What is, like, these, I don't know, floating alienoids? Every time one comes over, there's a post on the, the local Facebook page, you know, the local... Marlborough Cool Cat Chat. Marlborough Cool Cat Chat. <laughs> Did anyone see those stars? Mm. Did anyone... They're actually really beautiful. They are really, really cool. For something man-made. So they are SpaceX's Starlink satellites. So the other day they launched uh, about 50 of these satellites, and over the course of a couple of days, 80% of them are going to be burning up in the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, no. They're going to be like shooting stars. Oh, so then the people in the mobile call cat chat are kind of right when yeah, they say, yeah. look at these stars. <laughs> what? Okay, why? Why has this happened to these ones? So basically, just as they got launched up, a massive solar storm hit. Yeah. Um, and it essentially created, like, drag on the satellite. So it's like the wind, the yeah. solar wind yeah. pushed them back down to Earth. Oh, no. And then when they're getting pushed back down to Earth, do they catch on fire? 
Yeah, so they're designed so that if they fail... They don't just fall onto us. The atmosphere will burn them up and they'll disintegrate. Yeah, right. Um, They won't be left up there as space junk. Oh, good. Okay, that's good, because that was sort of my question, is like, do they just turn into junk and then float around forever? But no, they're designed to burn up. That's something I didn't know, actually. Oh, so that's a shame for SpaceX. Yeah, well, I don't know, like 50 satellites. You think of a satellite as a pretty advanced sort of... But a kit. Probably expensive as. Probably pretty expensive. <laughs> like, fucking expensive. It's and a whole ass rocket ship. No wonder my internet's been so shit lately. Mm, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of Starlink things didn't work. Now that's actually interesting because I never knew what they were or what they did. I reckon a whole lot of people would have been wondering that too. Yeah, so every now and then you can look up in the sky and see these things buzzing around. Mm. And if you look up in only a couple couple days, you might see a shooting star or two. Now Lucy, I see you've written something down here about yats. What the What's a yet? Yets I have. Um, <laughs> no, that was not good. Um, yes, yeah, so this is a really stupid fucking NFT thing. Like, we seem to have one of them on each podcast at the moment. Basically, you can now buy strings of emojis. So, like, my favourite emoji is the little teary-eyed aw emoji, the burning heart emoji, the little twinkle emoji, and the unicorn emoji. So, like, basically, this is saying that if I wanted to own that those four emojis in that order, I could go online and buy them. I can fucking use them anyway. Like, I can use them anyway. So, so basically, people like Paris Hilton and Lil Wayne have decided that instead... And this is anyone that wants to buy one. Instead of having a username like, like Lucy Blackiston Likes Coffee 97 or something like that, instead, I could just own Cry Emoji sparkle unicorn and like i pay for that just to put it in my username or use it as my username even though i can do it anyway so i went on to this nft i went on to this yet website and it would cost me 245 us dollars to buy that string of emojis that's not actually as much as i thought no i know but like why would i do that when i can use them anyway how much would four poop emojis be i don't know Mm, okay probably around the same but like just so that it can live on the blockchain and everyone knows that I'm the one that owns those four emojis. Like, actually, who gives a shit that I'm that one that owns them? It's just another... It's actually... It's just another made-up thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a made-up thing, and it's, like, kind of... Sometimes, when they go a bit far like this, it's actually just starting to, like, scam some people out of money. Like, if they think... They don't know enough and maybe think that it's going to... Like, how is this going to go up in value? Is someone going to come and want to buy those four emojis off me just to transfer ownership in the blockchain? It's Honestly, this one's the dumbest shit ever. Like, I maybe there's some use cases that will be good for NFTs. Not sure. Like, waiting. Um, The idea of the blockchain, great idea. Like, so keen to see what happens with that. But not everything needs to be turned into a fucking NFT, especially not your favourite emojis. Sounding a bit old, isn't it? Yeah, it actually is. Anyway, Nick, please tell me you've got a good news story for us this week. If you're in Canada, you can now get prescribed from your doctor a pass to Canada's national parks. I love I love that. Like, I, to be fair, I posted this on Siska and I tagged the shit show Instagram and it was like, this would be a good news story. So I do know a bit about this, but Nick, tell the people why and like what this prescription would help fix. So Dr. Melissa Lim the director of the Park Prescriptions Program, said there's a strong body of evidence on the health benefits of nature time from better immune function and life expectancy to reduced risk of heart disease, depression and anxiety. Uh, she continued that she's excited to see those benefits increase through this new c- collaboration. 
I think this is actually fucking cool. Like, I think that's a great, great idea. I mean, I know it's been explored elsewhere, like the idea of prescribing. Like, I read an amazing article of this old dude who had heaps of health issues, and his doctor prescribed him to join a group of, like, other old dudes that went on a cycling, um, that joined a cycling team together and went cycling a few days a week. And his health and his mental health, and like, physical and mental, just improved immensely because his doctor did this, like... Like a lifestyle prescription, mm. I think it's... And, and the fact that this will subsidise or pay for um, parks, like access to the national parks, which some people would, you know, want to use but maybe couldn't afford, I think that's a great thing. I think that's such a good news story. The national parks in Canada are beautiful, so mm-hmm. any opportunity to get out there is awesome. So. Yeah, I, that's such a cool prescription. Aw. Awesome. Right, Nick, comment of the week, favourite slash least favourite part of the podcast, go. Right. Post about the eight-year-old um, getting his handwritten book into the library. Yeah. It's completely kind of off topic. But the comment is, not to discredit the amazingness of the story, but why the fuck is their face filtered? Oh, and then know. I look back at the picture and, oh my God. Oh, no, like, the, the, face the little really kid's face is like blurry. <laughs> I know. He's been face-tuned, that kid, eh? Like the worst face-tune I've ever seen in I my know. life. Cute story, though. Cute story. My, uh, my comment of the week is on another really cute story of um, the Queen and how um, your privacy can be invaded by your privacy can be invaded by like zooming on on some documents and no not to spoil but it's essentially a rick roll and my comment is just this post murdered me not even a good one but it got like four thousand likes or something so look the people spoke and i couldn't be bothered looking for any more uh comments nick i'm so sweaty where can the people find you i'm ready to wrap this shit up oh, they can find me at the shit show instagram and you're gonna post all the photos of bing dwen dwen and maybe some of the weird ones of like the urban fucking weird skiing Couple of wee Beijing photos. Couple of wee Beijing photos. You can find me at the other end of the morning newsletter. Honestly, I'm obsessed with it. You should definitely go and subscribe. And you can find me going to get in an AC fueled room because I'm so fucking hot. I was going to say it's AC time, right? It's AC time. Bye, everyone.